0: Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact.
1: Hey, everybody. Today's episode is a recording. It's a snippet from uh, one of our recent Elevate Mastermind meetings. And in this recording, Uh, one of my co-leaders, Kurt and Elizabeth Phillips, they were shortly after the meeting going to go check out a new deal that they were working on. And so in this part of the meeting, we were discussing, he was presenting the, the key numbers for the deal, his interaction with the seller and what he knows about them. And then as a group, we were talking through, kind of analyzing the deal, what we thought of it, how we would try to buy it, um, whether we thought it was good or not, and why. So I thought it'd just be beneficial to you um, just to get that deal analysis. So I hope you enjoy. And if, if the concept interests you in any way, definitely check out our mastermind. You can find more information or an application at truewealthinvestors.com slash mastermind.
2: I have a deal that I'm getting ready to walk here right after this meeting. And I figured I would just present that uh, and instead of trying to figure out what, you know, that way
3: we Specific can, houses. Specific house go.
2: that we're getting ready to walk through. So I'll just share it with you guys and then we can just talk about it. How's that? Uh, I haven't been in this property yet. I know the neighborhood really well. We own a house just over the hill about a block and a half from it. Uh Nancy, you you may have been in one of the properties yeah, over the little uh, town. It's so a little town. Here are the details of the deal. Uh the owner actually contacted me. Um
3: how did he find you? So he
2: it? found my name from a realtor. He's a he lives in, I know, this is bizarre. This hasn't happened very many times, but he uh, he lives in Maryland. His daughter lives in this house. Um he's friends with a realtor, but he doesn't want to use a realtor. And so she gave him our name and oh, said, "These, this, yeah, she oh, said okay. these people will take care of me." He called me and literally said, "She said you take care of me, and I trust your professional opinion." <laughs> wow, I need to send this realtor like a serious bouquet of flowers or something. Um, but anyway, so and what's funny is he actually called me and I didn't know the number, and I didn't. I had a whole bunch of voicemails because we had uh, open units. And so it took me like four days to get back with him. I just didn't even know it was him until I found the voicemail. I'm like, Oh crap. You've got to be kidding me. Like this boy, And he's like, "Ah, oh, I figured you were just busy. So anyway, he doesn't want to use a realtor. Here's the specs of the property. Um, it's it's uh, he doesn't have a lien on it. It's debt free. He owns it outright. Um, he's asking $70,000 fixed up. Uh, it's probably 130,000. Uh, that's, or a little less i would say 125 to 130 but i think 130 is pretty good that's the after repair value Uh, it's a three bedroom one bath the tax assessed value is 83k and it will rent for about a thousand to eleven hundred dollars so again, I haven't been in the property. I don't know what it needs. He doesn't know what it needs because he lives in Maryland. We're in Lancaster, Ohio. Um, His daughter's been living in it. And so he's like, whether she's taking care of it, I don't know. Hopefully.
3: She's moving. She's moving.
2: She's actually showing us the property today.
3: So, and she's moving into a multifamily, which is also a block away from a couple of our other units. So it's really, yeah, she's moving into to a multi-family so ourselves so
2: so that is the deal we're getting ready to walk through it um so i am open to ideas or whatever so as let's just talk as, about the deal as for, far as
3: funding but
2: as far as acquisition yeah first
0: off if you don't want it chad or i'll take it <laughs>
2: <laughs> It be destroyed i don't know <laughs> okay so i have some buyers <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, I know. Chris just
2: got out of my buyers list. Okay, got it. Uh, anybody else,
3: <laughs> and, we can we
2: can bump up the price here.
3: Uh And I, I know somebody who can help with like uh taking pictures for you, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I mean if if the daughter's living there, how bad the, could the rehab be? I mean, it has to be in decent shape, you know, maybe outdated, um but that's, uh, about you know, 50% of ARV purchase price. I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good deal. So don't, what's
0: don't the, pay the... 70 for it. So, I mean, that's the starting price, right? I mean, he gave you his starting price and you haven't walked it. So after walking it, are you going to be making the offer to him on the phone?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it, he might not be a Facebook. I mean, uh, whatever, FaceTime or Zoom, but I like to, if I'm walking a property, because most of my time, we're doing it on the phone, but if I walk a property, I want to make the offer in the worst room in the house, but, um, you know, <laughs> you're starting at, well, you did, you, if you don't make the offer in the worst room in the house, you're crazy, because, <laughs> you know, when, they, when you offer, they're going to be like, what, and you're going go, you you understand what we're standing in, right, <laughs> but, I mean, you do it in a classy way, but I'm just saying, I just want everybody to hear, you got that off for 70 and you haven't even walked it. You know you can at least discount 5000, you know, if you're hey man, if I take this off your hands and I can do closing cost and make this real simple for you, you know. When people tell tell me their price 70, the first thing I say is I'm so happy to hear that and they're like, "Why?" I was like, "Well, cuz I was at 55 and that's not that far, so I'm thinking there's something here." You know, and that way you listen to what they say, but you got it. I think you got a great deal on your hand. That's so. awesome, Chris. Uh, setting him up for less because
3: then you can always do increments. That That's brilliant. Thank you.
0: Well, Kurt. Kurt hasn't anchored yet. This gentleman just told him he'd like to get 70. Kurt hadn't even set his anchor yet. Even if Kurt goes in and goes, This is actually a $70,000 house, he's still going to say, Hey, man, I'm at 60. And then I don't know why it works, but whenever I'm 10,000 part, I'm like, hey, you want 70, I want 60. How about we both win and I pay 65? And what's crazy is nine out of 10 times they say, yeah, they didn't win. I did. I just got $5,000 off. But somehow mentally they think, yeah, okay. (laughs) So, Kurt, what is your exit strategy?
3: Are you thinking about, uh, Buying and holding. Are you thinking about flipping it, or what are you thinking about doing with it?
2: Great question. So uh, I would like to buy and hold this. Um, as much as flipping is nice, it was so painful. It was so painful. awful. I don't like flipping, and I don't like wholesaling either because then it's gone. I'm not a good wholesaler at all. I find these properties that I can wholesale, and I'm like, or oh, I could keep it,
0: <laughs> you know. And so.
2: Uh, yeah, I would, I would hold this one, Janetta.
0: So then if you buy it for, let's say you bought it at 70 and you only had to put five into it to get it rent ready, then what would you do?
3: Uh, then we would rent, rent it because we have we have a huge waiting list for that oh. size of house. Um, so
0: I guess I was asking, well, you, so you're all in at 75 and you said you think it's worth 130. Yep. So you're just going to rent it or are you going to buy it Oh, I renovate it and then do anything else or just going to just stay in all in at 75 now. So yeah, that I, so, so we have a couple of different
2: options here um, of acquiring the property that I thought through. Uh, so we have the, the, uh, the funding ourselves, right? We could just knock it out, knock it out quick and not make any phone calls and make it clean and easy. Um, Cause free freed up some capital through some refinances and stuff, which is the whole purpose behind that. Um I do have private money available. I can get it funded through private money. Uh, um, so uh, i got a couple of guys that are actually want like, get hey, you refinance this out, like where's the next deal type of thing. Um, I'd really like to put them in multifamilies. I, I got a few multifamilies that I'm going to work through here that hopefully will work out. I'd really like to put them there, um, but I'm not necessarily picking They're not picky. They don't care. They just want paid. Um, the other option is that he owns it outright. And I don't know. He, he just wants it gone. He's not doing anything with it. He used it for his family and he doesn't want the hassle of having a tenant in there and dealing with it. So it's one of those things he's had it for a long time. He's like, I just want it gone. I don't even know. Like he wouldn't even know if it's still standing. He's not following up on it or anything um so that's so i I don't know if uh seller financing would be uh uh, an option for him or not but anytime i hear paid for um obviously my Mm -hmm. antenna goes up for that
1: what's his reasoning for not wanting to deal with a realtor
2: you know he uh he saw it as a hassle he didn't even say the cost which is what I always expect is it's too expensive. Uh, for him, it was just he didn't want the hassle. He, if he could be done with it and just be done with it quick, that's what he wanted.
0: Well, and, and the hassle is is that he doesn't want to go through a bid and then concessions and then inspection. Find somebody that will take on the risk and I'd just be done with it. Yeah. yeah. Which still might be a play for you. Hey, man, I'll take a 100% of the risk. Could I make you some cash flow? You know where the risk is 100% on me, but you're making a little monthly stipend off of it, and then if no, then you know okay, I just got to buy it from him.
3: Yeah. Well, the big for especially for him being in another state, he's an older gentleman. What might help him is to defer the capital gains and the recapturing the depreciation. Um, you know, he's in a higher cost area than what we are here. So he's probably income level higher than what is here. So for him to not have to have all of that all at once is definitely an advantage.
1: Yeah.
0: For all of us though, you've brought a situation where the numbers are good. It's really what does the seller want to do? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I like the idea of the um, if you can get seller financing, still doing a burr, but just using him, the seller as like your private lender for the acquisition. I mean, interest rates are so low and uh, financing is fairly easy right now. I feel like you probably don't want to leave that much equity in the house long-term, you know, so I don't know if you would, unless it's 0% financing, I don't know if you would want to do really long-term seller financing um but maybe shorter term seller financing and still burr and pull out some of that equity it's kind of where i would lean but
0: yeah because he might just be willing to do six months i mean do you need more than six months if he's willing to hold it for you while you're doing the work
2: i don't know yet uh but probably not i mean honestly in six months if we're still working on this thing in six months there's something drastically wrong
0: <laughs> no i just i just asked for the six months i like the six months so i don't have any pressure on me i mean oh, yeah might, no i'll do three months but I, I won't do six months
2: no totally agree totally agree yeah i'm just saying from a rehab perspective but yeah i i agree anything less than six months makes me nervous too
0: and what do you guys like to do when you get that much meat on the bone do you like to refi and pull that cash out and put it in your bank depends we,
2: yeah, we generally like to just clear everything, zero everything out. Um, I like uh, having equity in my portfolio. So uh, if I can just refinance it, so for example, if he was the lender on this deal, he was a seller finance. I pay him out at the end, and then any acquisition costs, closing costs, rehab costs that we incurred through the entire process, replenish all of that, and then leave. you know we might pull some out but generally we like to leave equity in there because the banks for one our bank really likes that they just they get all i mean they get giddy they do they (laughs) that they just want to take the full 85 percent you know uh but we leave equity in it because uh that's for us that's our long-term strategy
3: and because we protect the cash flow yeah. on the property. And
2: that's probably the most important thing is it protects the cash flow. We take the full 85%, it's going to eat into that cash flow. And that's really all I care about is monthly cash flow. Equity is nice, but you can't eat equity.
3: So but. just for our just for our new folks to make sure you followed all of that. So if we bought it at 65, we put in five thousand we, which would be amazing. Which would be amazing, right? That it always goes <laughs> over budget. All right. So Let's be, call 15. That's better. Yeah. yeah. That's Can't 80, that. right. So we're 80,000 all in. And then what they're saying is we have a local bank. We would refinance it out. It would appraise at 100,000. We would only take eighty, rather than the bank will do up to 85%. But we don't like to take the full 85% because that makes our monthly payment too high. So, when he's saying we want to protect the cash flow, that means we want to make sure that the monthly amount that we take as an owner draw from that property is a good amount. If we took the full 85%, it may not be as much monthly cash flow as we want. So we're leaving equity that extra amount in the property per se it's pretend money, right? You can't eat it, but it's in the property. So does that help? I, I just want to simplify that a little bit in a more linear progression.
0: Cause we all right. So I have a question. So, all right. So you do this, isn't it better for you to be holding the note anyway? than owner holds the note. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure this out, like what
2: I'm going to do. So the only reason um, that since he owns it outright, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If somebody else is holding it. that's fine. Uh, at least in my estimate, I don't know if Chad, Chris, you guys have a different take on it, but for me, it doesn't really matter. It's the, in- I mean, now the interest rate is going to be higher, probably, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be um, than through a bank, but chances are, It could be because like Chad said, the interest rates with banks right now are just fantastic for refinance.
3: But it's also speed of closing. So there's things that we have to consider if we own our finance, you know, we We could
2: close pretty quick.
3: Right. We can close pretty quick. But like, for example, if somebody were buying it conventionally with 20% down, that would be a laborious process. But that's why we do the creative
0: financing too. As far as holding the note, Nancy, holding the note, it, I mean, a bank holds your note when you're buying from it. This guy holds your note while you're buying for it. I mean, it really comes down to what they're saying is it's cash flow. I mean, ultimately, it's what does this guy want to do? Second, it's they're trying to go for maximum cash flow, so they could care less who holds the note. They still have control of the property, right? This guy holds the note, but they're the owners. So they get to dictate what they're going to do with the property. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.